Do you have what it takes to be in the 1%? Welcome to The Steph Gordon Show, the place where you'll learn exactly how to scale and grow your business to seven figures and beyond. Before starting this podcast, I've built, scaled, and sold multiple six- and seven-figure businesses, and I've coached over a 1,000 entrepreneurs to do the same. If you're ready to take action and unlock your next level of wealth and become the CEO that your business needs for growth, then hit follow, open your notes app, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Steph Gordon Show. I have just made a fast friend, and I'm so freaking excited to introduce you to her. It was interesting. We actually got hooked up by a friend of a friend, and she was like, I think that this person would be really awesome for your podcast. She loves talking about money, and I was like, sick, because I also love talking about money. And both of us were just talking about how we've been on a big, deep stalk of each other and how we're like, I think that we could be friends, actually, which is such a nice way to feel about meeting someone new. So welcome to the podcast, Amy Bett. Steph, I'm so excited to be here, and yeah, you're my new bestie. I can already feel it. So, so good. Let me tell everybody about who you are and what you do. So you're a profit first professional, which I love because I love profit first and I love talking about money, but you're dedicated to helping small business owners transform their financial position and reclaim control of their lives. And you've had over 200 successful students in your money mastery online program. You guide entrepreneurs in setting up strong financial foundations, enhance visibility and breaking free from trading time for money. And It all started with your own journey as a business owner, beginning unexpectedly when your husband's brain injury forced the end of his corporate career. And at the same time, you were due to have your second child, leaving you without a stable income. You used your skills in event management to create a business that took off really fast, but despite it appearing successful, you felt overwhelmed, exhausted, and unsure if the business was profitable. And now, because of Profit First, like that really became a turning point in your business. Like you closed the previous business and you were determined to learn how to create a sustainable and profitable business that truly fulfills you. Now you're a profit first professional and a business coach and you help small business owners establish strong financial foundations and break free from trading time for money. And as I just discovered in our previous conversation, you're launching a product into the market in LA of all incredible places on the 11th of August called Mellow. And it's a Carver sparkling beverage that you're bringing to life, which is basically a non-alcoholic beverage, but fun. Exactly. Yes. Step, it's always so weird to hear yourself introduced, by the way, but thank you for the introduction. It's the worst. Hey, it's so cringy. You're like, shut up. <laughs> Just go deal. I don't like it, but also people need to know, right? <laughs> no, that's awesome. Thank you. So for anyone who hasn't stumbled across you yet that they're about to, who is Amy Bet? Okay, so for anyone, I guess, that hasn't stumbled across me, by the way, hi guys, so great to be here. I'm really excited. I'm a mum, I guess, first and foremost. I always start with that because I think at the core of it, that's who I'm most proud to be. I've got three beautiful daughters. I've got a teenager, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old. So my home life is extremely chaotic, to say the least. And I feel like some weeks I'm killing it and then some weeks I'm just not killing it at all. I'm usually feeling good in one area of my life, whether it's business or home life, but never generally both at the same time. I think what I'm really passionate about when it comes to business is helping people transform their business finances because I was in such a terrible place myself with financial cash flow in my first business when I was running corporate events. And I felt a lot of shame about it because I was good at what I did. I was really good at organizing great events and I was doing it for the likes of New Country Road and I would Health Foundation and Cotton On and David Jones. 
so yeah, it was quite a prestigious thing in my eyes of what I was doing. And I loved it, but I couldn't get the cash flow under control. I just felt like it was really unstable. And at a point, I felt like it was really irresponsible because as you mentioned, my husband had a brain injury. So I was the sole provider of our family. And there were times in our bank account that there was like, you know, $2. And I was like, shit, like, I actually don't know what we're going to do. Like, we can't even buy, and it sounds extreme, but formula for my baby at the time or nappies. And I was like, this has to change. I can't go on this roller coaster of the highs and really loaded lows anymore. I need to figure it out. And so it took a while, to be honest. It, didn't, it wasn't like overnight I found profit first and it was like a holy grail moment. And it actually took, I think, about a year of me feeling really lost because I wanted to be a business owner. But I finally found this amazing book called Profit First, read it, implemented it myself, and then decided that I need to teach it and become a certified Profit First professional. And we were just chatting off air just before, guys, and saying like, you know, Amy's a business coach as well. And we spoke about there's two main problems that most entrepreneurs have. And it really depends on probably the stage of business that you're at. But the very beginning stages like marketing is usually the problem because you need clients and stuff through the door. But very quickly, once you're running a business, money is the number one problem in business. And it's also like the reason why 75%, I don't know what the statistic is, a lot of businesses shut down is because they just can't get it together, right? They can't make the money consistently. And therefore, day jobs start looking really sexy, really fast. They do. It's like over 80% yeah, of 80. businesses that fail, 80% of those people, it was because of a cash flow problem. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy and also makes so much sense. Yeah. And before we dive into anything else, because like there's so much that I want to ask around this, but do you think that in Australia specifically, because I think money mindset plays a lot into profit first. Totally. I'm sure you'll be so, so across. We were talking about it before. What happens is that people are scared of money and so they therefore don't check their finances and don't take control of them. And because they're not taking control of them, they spiral out of control and then, you know, they fail, right? Or they lose all their money or whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Is the Australian mindset on money worse than other places in the world? I think so. Not like obviously there's, you know, the third world countries, that's a whole nother issue in itself and that's separate. But particularly in the countries that we're, I guess, benchmarked across like the US, for example, then absolutely. So America, their mindset, and I've done so much coaching with lots of Americans over the last few years. So I, I really kind of understand the US mindset and it's very much like, go get them, go do it. You can do anything. And money is kind of along the same path. Like they really have big mindsets when it comes to what they can achieve and what money they should be paid over there. Whereas Australians, we're really humble people. You know, there's a lot of tall poppy syndrome here in Australia. And I think it's also quite taboo often to talk about money and wanting money. And it's almost like a shameful thing. Oh, you're just money hungry. How dare you kind of thing. So I think that also suppresses people from the very get-go and like, oh, I don't care about the money. It's not about the money. It's about what I'm doing, which is fine. And it's so humble of everybody. But at the same time, if there's no money and the money's not taken care of properly, there's no business. And so it is a big problem. It's a big problem in Australia particularly. And I think that, well, I guess the good thing is it's pretty simple shifts to get out of the problem, but the education still needs to catch up because there's so many business owners that I've come across I've been doing this for now three years and, oh my God, I can't tell you how many business owners I've come across that just had no financial literacy and I was one of those people. So yeah, it's a big, big problem that needs to be fixed. Yeah. I've almost lost all of my businesses yeah. because of this. Yeah. Like, seriously, you know, I, I grew up with the worst money mindset of all time. Yep. And so- I just, the first thing that I would neglect is my bookkeeping. The first thing I would neglect is looking at my numbers. I was really good at looking at revenue on good months, 
I was really good at looking at that. But then I'd be like, oh, I'll just buy this or it doesn't matter or, you know, we're making this much money. So I don't need to worry about it, you know. And that has almost caused, you know, my businesses to fail multiple times and to the point where I was like, I need to do something different. And that was when I found Profit First. So for anybody who doesn't know Profit First, can you talk me through what it is? And I guess in its basic form, like, yeah, how has it transformed your life? Yeah, sure. So Profit First, in its simplest form, it is simple, actually. It's just a cash flow method that we implement into our business so that we've got cash flow visibility. And the way that we do that is we basically firstly learn how to do a cash flow analysis on our business. So very simply understand how much money we have coming in and break it down into four, five or six categories so that we can really see like what, how much money we have and whether we're profitable and what needs to change. When we look at those numbers, it's really simple to see what's going on. And that's great because it means that then we've got the awareness of what we need to do next. And I think a lot of business owners struggle to understand their financial reports and I don't think it's really taught in a really good way. So that's what we do. Firstly, we start there. We actually teach you how to understand the numbers in your business and quickly too, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you've got complete business clarity, which is awesome. And then that next step is we teach you how to protect yourself from spending your money in the wrong way. Most businesses and you know, it's often at the recommendation of accountants and bookkeepers. It's just, you just need one business trading account, maybe one savings account to put your tax aside. But what we've really learned is that is not enough because when we have all of our cash flow together, we don't have that cash flow clarity and we're accidentally spending our taxes and an owner's pay and profit. And so what we do with the profit first method is we help you to split out your cash flow into the categories that all business owners are necessary having and again that's taxes operating expenses owners pay and profit and if you've got a product-based business then there's a separate cogs account for you as well or materials and subcontractors account and so then what you're really left with is full understanding of how your business is going and then that empowerment knowing that you're not going to get a huge tax bill at the end of the quarter that you weren't expecting and it's going to throw you back five million steps which happened to me so many times you're actually going to have the cash flow sitting there in the bank account. And when the tax bill comes, like, oh, great, like pay it. How good does that feel? So I guess the second part of that question is how did it transform my life? Complete transformation. And it did take time of me implementing it and doing it like because you've got to actually do it to get the transformation. <laughs> so I think the number one thing is that I was able to understand my business and even in the times where I wanted to make bad decisions, and I still doesn't stop me always from making those decisions, but I have clarity now. I know exactly what I'm doing and I know what it means for my business. So I'm now a business owner that has an understanding of money. And then two, I guess it, it's transformed the way that I move money around. Funnily enough, it's been a bit of a journey for me this year because as you mentioned, we're starting a new company over in the States. So we've been putting all like every penny into that business. So I actually feel really poor right now, funnily enough, me, this profit first professional. But usually that would spin me out. I'd be like, oh, I've got no control. I've got, you know, nothing. But actually, I still move my money around the money that I do have in this business. Like I move it around and I'm, you know, funneling enough into the other business. And there's a purpose to it. So I guess profit firms gives you purpose of money and clarity. Um, I just want to say one more thing quickly, which I think is really cool. Money mindset, right? I feel like when you have a foundation of cash flow in your business, it really helps your money mindset because I have always been a very positive person and most optimistic and entrepreneurs are. They're very positive. They're go-getters and they really do try and work on their money mindset. 
But when you don't understand your finances from a practical level, it's really difficult to keep your mindset strong because you feel out of control. So having this in place in your business actually soars your money mindset because you for once have clarity and control. I love that. And I want to touch on like, it's so interesting how much emotion we attribute to money, right? And how much emotion we attach to money. But it's really interesting, like with your new product that you've brought to market, you say like right now you feel quite like you're obviously cash flow poor because you're pumping that in. It it made me immediately think of like, well, I'm sure Elon Musk felt pretty poor when he bought Twitter. (laughs) Uh, Like I'm sure that, you know, spending how much he spent, 56 million or billion or whatever it was on that, which was well over and above what it was worth. But this is business and this is how you take risks. But your risk is calculated because you know the money, you're not pulling out of any of you are pulling out of savings. You're fully aware. You've done your cost benefit analysis. You're not going to get surprise bills. Like you know exactly where you stand with it. And so it's no longer really a risk. It's a decision and it'll either pay off or it won't, which but it will. It's that's exactly right. And that is, yeah. I guess, the benefit of me doing this now versus back in the day because we have done full forecast and projected numbers and we've been able to work out the marketing spend that needs to be attributed to that for that to be realistic and achievable. So it was a very calculated decision and it's like short-term pain for, you know, really great long-term gain. Yeah, it, it, it is a risk. I think you do need to make risks when you are really going after big goals. It's not always tiny decisions that get you there. Sometimes it can be big, scary ones. But yeah, definitely being able to forecast everything out this way has truly put myself at ease with what I'm doing, that's for sure. And going back to your events business, you mentioned that like you obviously, I mean, events is a really tough industry also though, cash flow wise. I think products are probably the same. Product-based businesses and events businesses are probably in really similar scenarios in terms of like you might get paid now but have to deliver later or in product businesses, you have to big big upfront spend and then you get the trickle of the money through, but then that also needs to buy the next big upfront spend, right? Yeah. And in events, it's very seasonal and you might get paid this week for something that's in 10 months time, yeah. which means that you need to make sure the cash flow is still there in 10 months time. Exactly. And so they are specifically quite tricky industries by nature, cash flow wise. Yeah. However, talk to me about your money mindset before profit first. So how did you approach the finances of your first business? Like what was your money story? How did that look for you as an entrepreneur before you implemented this? Yeah, sure. So I think, as I said before, I've always been a really positive person and I've always had that mindset of you can make it work. Like you fake it till you make it, just go and do it and it will come. And so I've always put that attitude and that mindset towards what I was doing. So I think I have a bit of an advantage in that way because a lot of the times it would work out, but you need to tailor that with a responsibility of actually managing your cash flow properly because your mindset almost needs to also then trickle down into your actions. And it was the actions part that wasn't working. And then I would always question myself going, you know, I've got this awesome mindset. It's, you know, I'm I'm going for it, but this is what's kind of crumbling around me. I again have no money in my bank account. And I had to look at that and go, okay, even though I've got a positive mindset, where is that coming from? Where is that story coming from? Because it's coming from somewhere. This is something that I am constantly recreating in my life over and over again. And I realized it came from when I was a child, particularly when I first started getting money in my hands and I would run down to the lolly shop and spend every dollar that I had on lollies and hot chips and gravy and fun things. And I'd go home and my parents or my grandparents would be like, we just gave you that money, but it's gone already. Like it's gone. And so I've always had that story of I can make money, I can get money, get access to money, 
but then it leaves me again just as quickly. And so that's been my story that I've had to work through over and over again. It hasn't necessarily been making money. It's been holding on to money and making it last the distance. I've always felt like I've had to hustle or, you know, work and work and work. And it wasn't until I really started doing this work and matching the mindset with the profit first and having that understanding that I need to set up financial foundations, that started to change. And I think it's really interesting that so many entrepreneurs just get into business and like most people, if you ask them right now, it's really interesting. I've actually done quite a lot of polls on this on my stories on Instagram. You ask most people like, how would you rate your financial literacy? Like your understanding of money, like how would you rate it? And most people rate it really high. Most people rate themselves like, like, I understand money, money in, money out. Like money's just money. Like here's a $50 note. I understand that, you know? And so a lot of people think that they understand money. And yet when you look at those people who are voting or who are signaling, like, yeah, I'm really across money. And you look at where they're at in their, potentially in their lifestyle or how much money they're actually earning or keeping, or, you know, especially when you're working behind closed doors with a lot of people, I'm like, okay, but it's actually not showing up the way that you think that it is, right? Totally. Because if you were really across it, like you would have heaps of it. Yeah. And it would be like, keep it pumping and you, you know, you'd have big super accounts or wherever that you're pumping your money into, lots of investments, whatever, right? And I think it's really interesting. I think sometimes we can tell ourselves a story like we know money and like we're across it and it's fine. And I know I've been guilty of telling myself that story before, but to actually understand your numbers and to be able to, you know, understand your cash flow reports and to be able to understand exactly how much is coming into your taxes, to have a really good idea, okay, not get a surprise tax bill. It's like I'm forecasting that I'm probably going to get like a $40,000 or $60,000 tax bill this month and the money's away and ready for it, right? Just that knowing is so important and I think you're so right. It actually shows in the behavior. It does. It shows you the behavior. And I think also there's different levels of money as well. Like there's the, as you said, there's money is $50 is $50. And then there's the, well, actually I can set myself up and move my money around differently so that I am protecting myself and having the money there for the tax bill, for example, or, you know, I've got the mindset of I'm going to pay myself for a business. I run into so many business owners that pay all the team, but they're not paying themselves for the business that's meant to be supporting them. But then there's the next layer of, oh, actually, I'm going to set myself up for the future and invest and have, you know, passive income streams and all the rest. But I think what it comes down to is you only know what you know, and it's only a problem when it's a problem. And I think also people don't know what's possible and they don't know how big they can dream. And I think a lot of it has to do with who's around them and who they interact with every day. And so that's, I guess, the beauty of this is once you start and you get the bug for it. It's amazing how many new people, new mentors come across your path that you can learn from and step by step start implementing new things and setting yourself up more and more. But they've got to come across it from the go. You've got to ignite them at the time because I don't know. I know for me, previous, like I would hear about money. People would talk to me about money, like, uh, not interested mindset, right? Not interested at the time. But it wasn't until I hit my rock bottom that I was like, shit, I got to figure this out. Mm, you're so right. I was at an event. I remember like really clearly I was at an event a couple of years ago and someone got on stage, a really like notoriously successful business person. They were like, yeah, I remember this one year I got like this million dollar tax bill and I wasn't expecting it because he'd grown so fast. And he was like, it really like shocked me. And I was like, oh my God, that would be awful. <laughs> and then like six months later, not a million dollars, but a big amount. And it rocked me to tears, you know, yeah. and I wasn't in control. And I was like, okay, 
very similar to you. I'm never going to feel this pain again. So what do I need to change to actually ensure that I never feel this pain again? Yeah. And that was when I found Proper First. So talk to me about like if someone was just, you know, the people who are listening to this podcast have businesses. How do you figure out your profit? Like, what is profit and how do they even get started with this? Because most people are going to be really scared to look at it. Yeah, totally. And I get that. I get the scare feeling because that was where I was at when I first did my numbers. I was like, oh God, like this isn't great. I'll quickly say that before I keep moving that I promise you once you actually put attention to it, like where you put your attention, energy flows. So you can actually make huge changes really quickly and transform where, why you can what situation you're in right now it can be transformed so go into it with that mindset um I've seen incredible transformations and so yeah a lot of people are scared of what they're going to find and that's totally fair enough but the good part about it as well is that once you understand and you see the numbers money's very black and white the numbers are very black and white which is awesome and they give you clues it tells you exactly what you need to do to fix things so every single cash flow analysis that I've done on a business and I've done so many like I'm more than 100 individual cash flow analysis on businesses and so I've seen it all right Every single time when someone has seen the numbers and it's not in a place that, you know, in a healthy place, they get the initial shock. But then I show them like how to turn it around. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Like I've got a goal. I've got to focus. I know what to do. Because the worst part is seeing the numbers and not knowing how to fix it. But I mm-hmm. promise you, there's so many strategies to fix it. So the first thing, if you're thinking about doing this and doing it in your business, you need that clarity. So you need to learn how to download your profit and list report and your balance sheet and how to take the numbers out of it. I promise you it's like a 20-minute job, right? So we just want to know what's your average income, what's your average operating expenses. If you've got a product-based business, what's your average cost of goods? And then is there a profit left over or not? What's that percentage? And how much am I paying myself in taxes? We just want to know those key numbers. Like there's five or six numbers that we're looking for. And you can find all of that in your profit or loss and your balance sheet. If you don't have financial software then you can manually calculate it as well it's just easier and quicker if you do have the software i think if you don't have the software i mean realistically it'll probably take you maybe an hour an hour and a half so still a very short amount of time for the clarity that you're going to get so we actually break it down into percentages so of your total revenue what is your average cost of goods sold percentage what is your average operating expenses taxes or just paid profit then that is a really good blueprint for how things are going. You clearly can say, oh, shit, my expenses are way too high. I need to do something about that now, bring it back a bit, or I'm just not even making enough money from the get-go. So I need to go and really focus on marketing and bring more money in the door. So then once you've got that clarity and that awareness and you can go and make a few of those quick changes, we set up the bank accounts for those same categories that I just spoke about five minimum accounts every business owner needs to have, no matter what business you have, five minimum accounts. You set it up and then you start transferring your cash flow from an income account into those other bank accounts by the percentages that you worked out and you write on a roll. You change your percentages every three months. We want to do that cash flow analysis again every three months so that your numbers are staying current to what's actually happening in your business right now. But that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Like anyone can do this. And it's so powerful, like the freedom that it gives you to know that every month, like you're putting, like I don't monthly, like every month I'm putting away the money that needs to go into the places. Like it feels so fucking good. It's kind of like cleaning out your car, right? Like, you know, or even putting petrol in your car. It's just just a random thing. I have a Tesla, so I don't really put petrol in my car, but even charging it. Yes. It's one of those things where it's like, you you know, you might let your fuel tank go down to zero. And when you put petrol in your car, I don't know, you just hit this like satisfaction of like, I'm in control again. I had a full tank. I'm not. 
hard. Yeah. And you're like, I just did like such a good thing. Like feeling in control. Like you don't want to clean your house. You don't want to go to the petrol station. No one's like, oh, I can't wait to go to the petrol station today. No one wakes up and is like, oh, I can't wait to clean my house today. Like no one wants to do those things. But the minute it's done, you're like, I actually just feel so accomplished. Yeah. I feel so in control of this situation. Yeah. And it's the exact same feeling, except even better when it's your money, because the money is the number one thing that's going to keep you awake at night. Yep. And people that like this, even they love paying tax. It's so weird, but it becomes like this cool accomplishment. Like, huh, got the money there. I can pay it now. Yeah. It's just not this like big scary. Oh my God. It's almost tax time. I need to stop freaking out. And I don't want to contact my accountant because I'm freaking out about it. Like, yeah, actually just all there. It's so freeing to, to take control of this. So for anybody who like looks at the numbers and you mentioned it before and said like, it is actually really quick to turn money around. Like when you are aware of the problem, whether it's you're spending too much or you're not making enough, which is really mostly the two problems that you're going to have, or you're just not in control of it. It's really, really quick to turn it around, isn't it? Like I'm sure you've had hundreds of clients that have literally gone from probably, you know, in negatives to being positive really quickly. Yeah. Like I've had business owners that have had their businesses for 20 years and they're like, oh my God, like why didn't I know about this 20 years ago? And then finally for the first time making profit and paying taxes and all of those things. And for example, there was a hairdresser and she came in and she just didn't understand her cash flow. She implemented it in her business. And then I hadn't really seen it for a couple of months. And then she answered a question in our Facebook group just about her cost of goods, like her products. And then she clicked. It's like it all clicked in a second. I didn't hear from her again, maybe, I don't know, two or three months. And then I get this message in the Facebook group. And she's like, oh my God, I just have to tell you what's happened in my business. I've literally gone from feeling so out of control in cash, never being able to pay myself properly, like money running out for bills constantly, never being able to pay my taxes to now paying myself more than I ever have before, having six and a half grand in savings, paying my tax on time and just feeling so in control. Like that would have been three months, right? That she's had all of that transformation. It's just like it clicks, it clicks because when it clicks, you don't make those bad decisions anymore. I hate the word bad and good, but it's, I guess, true. You can cut the fat and you can see what's been working and change it. Sometimes it means making hard decisions. Like you might have a couple of team members that, you know, you're just not getting that return on investment. Therefore, it's not viable for the business and you can physically see that. So you might have to let a team member go or you might be just going, I've just got to focus on doing some paid ads and bringing in that cash flow. There are easy changes to make. As long as, I guess, you love your business, there's a market for it. People, you know, want to buy your products or sometimes you can flog a dead horse, right? If you're in a business that it's just never going to work out, then it's probably never going to work out if the demand's not there. But if you have a business that you're passionate about, you know that it needs to be in the world, you can transform that baby super quickly, like within a couple of months. And I'm not saying you're going to have a million dollars in the bank in a couple of months. I'm not promising any income goals, but I am telling you that you can get so much closer to where you want to be, make some drastic changes and it'd be well on your way to, you know, a really healthy, profitable business that actually pays your lifestyle and is still profitable after that as well. Yeah, yeah, super quick. And do you mostly work with males or females? I work with both, funnily enough, but mostly females because I think my brand is quite, you know, it's pink. There's quite a lot of girls there, but I do get boys often like sending me an email going, hey, I'm not a lady that limits, but I really resonate with what you're talking about. Can you please work with me? And I'm like, of course I can, of course. So I don't discriminate. Boys, if you're listening, I will absolutely help you. But mainly women just because of, I think, the way that my brain is. 
Totally. And just on a side note for anyone listening, like you can target one audience, but sell to anyone. Like I, I talk about this all the time, but like if you had some like random, just black and white brand, no one's going to buy from you. Yeah. Right? Like it's boring. Exactly. Because you do speak so much to one type of person, you still attract other types. Yeah. Like it's not like that doesn't happen. I also have a lot of men asked to work with us. Yeah. Right? So it's one of those things. But the reason I asked was because additionally to any kind of money mindset that might be flying around for anybody that's listening, this is a mostly female podcast. A lot, most of our listeners are female too. And there is also that additional stigma in Australia that men manage the money. Yeah. And talk to me about the process that you go through to help women to want to take control of their own finances and how important that you think that is. Yeah for our society. Yeah, it's so important. And I think there is a shift, actually. I haven't been seeing it as much as what I used to see it, particularly with, you know, the generation probably even before us, you know, women in their 40s and 50s definitely see that a lot. It is changing. But I do see a lot of women, particularly women who have kids, and I'm a mum, so I can speak to this myself, but a lot of them see their business as a hobby business. They're really passionate about it and they want it to be big, but they're probably not treating it as big because they're like, oh, no, it's just my hobby business on the side. And I think there's a breakthrough there when they look at their numbers and they realize, oh, hang on a second, this isn't a hobby. I can contribute to the family and I can, you know, have my big dreams and go after it and not have to rely on a man to have it. I think that to them is really inspiring and that's when some big shifts need to be made. So, Yeah, it definitely is still a thing. And I think, I guess what takes women out of the game so much is when they have kids and then they feel the burden of wanting it all and trying to do it all and it becomes tough. And I think if they don't have that cash flow visibility of what's even possible, it becomes even harder because it feels too hard. Mm. And what is the number one mistake that you see business owners kind of making when it comes to their finances like what's the most common theme for you is it like they're not looking at all or they're kind of half looking is the taxing the number one problem that you're seeing like it is a problem like you have worked with so many yeah i mean tax is a problem people not putting their gst aside i guess that's a big problem it's very common people feeling railroaded by paying their taxes so that is definitely a big problem but two other things that i see all the time is one business is not putting any money or any time into marketing that's I see it all the time. Like I would do a cash flow analysis on their business and the cash flow is not really there to support the business properly. And I'm like, great, okay, let's talk about your marketing strategy. What are you doing to bring in marketing? Oh no, I don't really do much marketing because I haven't got time or I never really knew how much paid ads could support me and I just thought it was a waste of money. So I haven't done any paid advertising. I just do organic posting. Or, and I'm not saying organic posting can't go viral, but it is a longer game, right? If you're not investing time. So I see that so much and I'm like so you're kind of crippling yourself because you need the money to make the business operate and you're not focusing on bringing cash flow the door so that's a really big one that I see so I'm really passionate about marketing I've even seen it in my own business where if I've taken my eye off the game and I haven't been actively marketing a lot what that does to my cash flow it really has a big impact so I see it firsthand as well as in other businesses the second thing I see that cripples businesses is team team members staff People knowing that they need team members, but then probably not hiring the right team members at the right time to keep the business afloat with cash flow, bringing people in the add to the operating expenses that aren't necessarily bringing in enough cash flow to make that happen. 
Staffing is the number one problem Mm -hmm. that I see in businesses not having the balance right of the cash flow versus the operating expenses that they're carrying. And based on that, like, obviously, you can't give specific advice because (laughs) we're not talking about anyone's business in particular here. But what does that balance look like from your perspective? You know, if you're thinking about hiring a new team member, how do you weigh up whether, like, now is the right time. Like what would your process be in your own business, let's say? For- yeah. So obviously it's going to depend on what type of team member it is. So if it's a sales team member, for example, and that's a job role that you can fulfill, then that's a pretty easy one to bring in because they're actively bringing cash flow into the business, right? If it's a VA or something that's not necessarily actively making you money, I would need to look at it from a percentage point of view. So, okay, firstly, what is their salary going to add to my percentage? Like, is it going to put it over to 60% or 70%? Or two, how quickly can I then, if I've got them doing all this work, how quickly can I bring in that revenue to get that percentage into a healthy place? So that's the way that I look at it. It has to be that that role is going to allow more money to come into the business because otherwise it's just not sustainable. So I think about it like a graphic designer, for example, that's a real need to create content in a business. Okay, so if I'm going to have that content and I can triple the amount of content that I can put out there, how quickly is that going to bring enough money in to well and truly sustain that role? Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And it's exactly what I would say, the same thing. Like yeah. it's it's so important that when you guys, it's not just about getting shit off your plate so that you can have more time freedom so you can, I mean, yeah, 100% like spend more time with your family and have less responsibility. Those things are important. You also have to be able to pay the bills. Yep. And so what happens is like when you hire somebody, that person either needs to make your business money or needs to free up time so that you can make money. Yep. Because otherwise it's just a dead weight in your business. It's just costs going out and there's no additional support to come back in. And so I love that piece of advice. And I really want to circle back and talk very quickly about marketing as well. Yeah. Because obviously you're very passionate about it. I'm very passionate about it. Yeah. And that's so good. Yeah. And I think that so often marketing and sales get neglected by business owners. So like, I just want to do what I'm good at. I just want to do the thing that I want to do. And it's like, well, okay, if you don't have marketing, you don't have sales, you don't have a business. Mm-hmm. That's, it. that's it. You have a business that's based on referrals and then you're relying on somebody else to fund your entire lifestyle, your kids, your family, you know, the wages that you're paying to your team members, like you're, you're relying on somebody else. You may as well just have a job. I feel like we are like absolute soul sisters. <laughs> I'm saying that because I say the exact same thing to people. I'm like, because like, I don't have to market people, sending people to me. I'm like, great. Well, then your business is in their hands. You're relying on that. And that is not sustainable. You're, you're actually putting your fate in other people's hands. And what they send you is how successful you can be. And if they go under or if that relationship gets tarnished, then you're out on your own again. And you're going to have to learn the skill, guys, you're going to have to learn the skill at some point. So just learn it. Yeah. Yeah. Learn the skill of marketing. Yeah. I basically say if you are a business owner, you put on your big girly or big boy pants or big they pants, whichever way that you identify. And you need to learn how to manage your cash flow. You need to learn how to bring your money in and you need to learn marketing. Like they are the things that as a business owner, you are responsible for. Yes, you can bring team members in to help you with those things. But at the end of the day, you've got to know those vital numbers, whether it's like a return on marketing spend, whether it's the key numbers in your business. You can't rely on accountants and bookkeepers. It's all reactive. Yes, they can help you. But if you're not setting the business up in a sustainable way, then the business is outside of your control. You're the one that's leading the way. And so they are your core responsibilities to make sure that you're across it. And Tony Robbins, actually, I went to one of his events on jail in their life. Oh, my God, so good. And he spoke at one of his events about how for a really long time in Success Resources, they brought in a CFO. And so Tony was like, 
Heck yeah. Don't have to worry about that. Wash my hands clean of that, right? Money is covered by this awesome person that is doing this job and I'm so freaking pumped that I just get to go and do the thing that I do, right? Like I get to be on stages and I get to go and do the Tony Robbins thing. And he said that within three years, that person had embezzled just millions and millions and millions of dollars and had basically made all these really shitty investments and that the business was near zero. And he was in so much debt and obviously I had to like get rid of that person and they had to pay for legal proceedings and all because he just let somebody else manage his money at the end of the day. And it's like, okay, cool. Like you might have a really awesome bookkeeper or you might have a really cool accountant and you might have people in your corner that are telling you that they're really there for you. But ultimately the only person who's really going to be able to take control of this at any time, any given time, you need to be able to pick the reins up and go, I am actually in control and I understand it enough to be in control. And that is the only way that you sleep at night, I think, as an entrepreneur. Totally. No one cares about your business as much as you do. No, nobody cares. Everyone has everything else going on in their life. You have to care. You have to be the one that really drives the car towards where you want to go. And proper first is just so easy. Like, honestly, it's so easy. Like, read the book, do the things, right? But, like, honestly, I haven't even read the entire book because the concept is so simple. Like, it's actually, it just makes sense. Like, you can Google it and you can get pretty much, I mean, I think if you are a driven, ambitious person, you could Google it and get everything you needed to know from it in 20 minutes. Yeah. You could have it probably set up, right? And, but the kicker here is yes, you could Google it. Yes, you could learn everything you need to know about it. Yes, you could have it set up, but then you actually have to do it. Oh, exactly. You have to do it consistently. And that's where something like you comes in, right? You're that support system, that ecosystem to ensure that the doing is done. I think where I really come into it, because you are completely right, and I actually encourage people, go and read the book, go and Google it, go and find it all out and just get implementing and realize, like get in your mind how it can work in your business. Where I think I can really help people is tailoring it to their business. So really understanding their unique percentages. Where Profit First goes wrong is if people just see the standard percentages And then they just try and blanketly put that into their business straight away. If you're a new business and you just work on those percentages and you don't let your business get outside of it, perfect. That's awesome. But if you've been going, you know, on for a while and you've, you know, got 70% worth of expenses, that just literally transferring 30% of your revenue into your operating system account is not going to work for you because you're going to run out of energy quickly. So I guess where I can help people is in more of a tailored approach to just give them the calculators to make it really easy and show them how to download their reports, show them how to have that cash flow analysis. And then a simple trick to understand what's an ideal situation, like how do they move through that and have those percentages tailored to their business so that it's really easy for them to implement. That's where I can come into it. But absolutely, like I did not work with a profit first professional myself or become a profit first professional until I had implemented it into my business like for months, months and months. It wasn't until I was really passionate about like, oh, there's a few things here that I'm missing that I'm not quite getting. And I know that there'd be simple solutions for it, that I was like, okay, let's go and work with someone. Mm, and it's crazy. I think one of my favorite sayings is do what's hard when it's easy. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things like it's easy to keep ignoring your numbers. Totally. It's really easy. It's really easy to keep sweeping the numbers under the rug and being like, you know what? I have an accountant, so we're good. Yeah. It's really easy to run that story and to keep doing that same cycle that you always run. What's hard is to sit down for that 20 minutes of pain and look at your numbers. Yeah. And then just like lovingly, like from the outside, and I'm sure you'll say this as well, just like detach for a second from the number. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's just data. It's just not like a follow account 
on your Instagram or how many likes you got, they don't fucking matter. The numbers on the screen don't matter. What matters is what you do about them. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And so I think it's like if you can just do what's hard, which is the looking at the numbers and the being okay with the fact that you might not be where you want to be right now, take some responsibility for where you're at and actually implement a new plan, I can promise you that shit will turn around so fast for you. Yeah. And you've seen it with hundreds of clients. I've seen it with hundreds of clients. It happens so quickly, but it just takes that one little painful decision to make. And ultimately, it's hard either way. Yeah. You have two choices. You can do like hard now and look at the numbers and freak out and have that entire breakdown that happens often when we look at our numbers. Or you can ignore them and then eventually it's hard anyway. Yeah. Right? Like eventually you're going to hit the road where it's like a bigger problem. It's a bigger problem down the track. Much harder because you keep going, you keep growing your business, you know, taking on more team, taking on more things and it's just a bigger problem. Totally. Yeah. And there's actually no excuse because I've got mellow and I'm like, you know, bringing that forward. I've actually made, if anyone does want help, I've made it so accessible. It's like $169 to get all the calculators, all the training and the ringing. So it's almost like a no excuse as well. Like that's a really simple investment to actually then go and get all of that clarity. And like the money that you'd make back on that. It's just, it's like that. The like return on investment there is like, it's so instant. Like it's almost immediate, you know? So it's just like incredible. If you were to say one thing to any entrepreneur that obviously wasn't go and buy my calculators because that's obviously the next, that's obviously the next step. But outside of that, what is the, like, what's the number one piece of advice you'd give to a business owner who maybe is feeling and knowing in their heart that their numbers aren't where they should be, or they're not in control of their numbers? What would the piece of advice be that you would give them? Don't get trapped into the thought process that when you make more money, it means you're going to have more money because it's not true. And this is a classic thing that happens and it happened to me as well. You know, that mindset of when I make $10,000 a month, everything's going to be okay. When I make $20,000, but $30,000, I'm like, oh, just put a number out there, right? That's when things are going to be okay. It's not the case because as your income increases, your responsibilities increase, you've got to deliver more, you've got more team members to do the things. Those operating expenses keep growing. And it's not just scare you to say, don't make more money because absolutely you can make more money and have a beautifully, wildly profitable and successful life. But you need to have those financial foundations in place to manage that cash flow in the right way and get that balance right for you. So just please face your numbers. Just face it and learn the simple principles. It's not going to take you long and you're going to be out there and going after it. I love that. Thank you so much for jumping on today with your wisdom and to just chat about my favorite topic, which is money. And I think there's just so much power in women having these conversations and being like, hey, like, we fucked up too, guys. So like, we have, we've done it. Like, so many times. This is not a girl sitting on a pedestal talking at you. This is a girl that's been in the trenches alongside you going far out. Fuck, this has been really, really difficult, but this is how you get out of it. Yeah. And, you know, the sooner you face it, like you said, to face your numbers, the sooner you face it, the better life gets. Yeah. Honestly, the easier life gets. So it's just one of those things. It's like that hard conversation that you know you need to have with your significant other that you're like, you know, and then afterwards you're both like, oh my God, I'm so glad we spoke about that. (laughs) We so needed to have that conversation. Money is exactly like that. Like the minute you face up to it, shit just changes so quickly and you feel so much more in control and it's such a powerful thing. So yeah, if someone wants to get started with profit first, where should they get started? Yeah, sure. So firstly, as I said before, you can read the book. The book is out there. It's on Audible. You can buy it on Amazon or at any good bookstores. Profit first. If you want to, you're like, stuff it. I don't want to read a book because I'm just going to 
read it and not do anything about it, you can come over to my website, amybet.com. I've got a free masterclass on my homepage that you can watch and I take you through the four steps to implementing profit first into your business. And then as I said, I've got my program where I give you all the calculators. I've got a members portal there with all of the trainings. You can watch at your own time. And there's a Facebook community as well and calls. We have fortnightly calls. So there's heaps of support for you. If you want to change your life when it comes to your numbers, that's all available to you. And lastly, just one little quick thing I want to say is like a little bonus. Once you sort out your numbers in your business, you can kind of pick up the same process and put it into your personal life. And that's where it gets really fun. We were talking before, Steph, I hate her. She's going to Europe, I think like next week, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hate you so much. Sorry. Yes. You're going to be one of those Euro wankers that's just oh like God. on her, living her best life. I'm not going to it. Because I'm just jealous. This is a jealous person talking. But the reason I say that is because you can have a bank account, a Europe bank account there in your personal life, and you can be putting money towards it and actually then funneling money towards things that you care about and want to do. And that's where your life significantly changes when you're actually spending money on the things that bring you so much joy, so much freedom, so much adventure and so much love. So that, you know, it all comes back to that. How can you have a fulfilling life? And this is how we can set up to do it. Yes. Oh, Amy, I love that so much. You're a genius. And we're so lucky to have had Your Knowledge Grace's podcast today. Thank you so much for making the time and jumping on with us today. Guys, if you loved this episode, I would love it if you would please take a screenshot, tag myself and Amy, tell us what your biggest takeaways were. You know, especially when it comes to money, there's so much stigma and there's so much emotion. And we just want to make sure that you don't get caught up in those stories and you actually just take control. And so we'd love to know what action you are going to take after listening to this podcast. Amy, thank you again so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much, Steph. See you later, guys. And I'll see you next week. Nothing changes if nothing changes. I want you to reflect back on this episode and write down right now what action you're going to take and what you're going to change after listening. And after you've done that, please tell me, slide into my DMs. It means the world to me to know that you're getting value from this podcast. I always want to know what you want to see more of, the things that have landed and the ways that it's changing your life. And if you're ready to build a scalable, saleable and profitable business, we're currently taking applications into Success School, which is my mentorship program to take your business to seven figures and beyond. You can apply now via the link in the show notes.